0: Thanks for joining us here at AG Kolkata. We are the church with the open arms and we serve in the city of joy, Kolkata. It is our desire to reach out to those in need and to be instruments of effective change in a hurting world. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can simply go to www.agkolkata.org. We hope that you'll enjoy today's message.
1: This morning, we will be looking at another person in the Bible, Mary, the mother of Jesus, who chose to believe the impossible. And as she takes this journey, let us too join along with her and. Reflect upon her believing the impossible. We are going to read Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. So the holy one to be born will be called the son of God. Even Elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in our old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no god no word from God will ever fail. Mary Believing the impossible. We all look at Mary as yes, the mother of Jesus. But right here in this passage, the step of faith that she took, believing the impossible is a tall call. How impossible was this impossible? That is what we need to look at. And as we focus on What Mary was reflecting upon as the angel was giving the message. Let me just highlight some of the points. When the angel spoke to Mary, we have to look at her background. Mary was a poor peasant girl from a village. In those days, girls were not educated. So she was literally an illiterate girl, okay? She was a teenager, 13 to 16 years old. Very tender, very innocent, completely lost. She was engaged to be married. She had already pledged to Joseph. And so you can imagine a person who's engaged to be married. There's high expectation. People are looking to them to carry themselves faithfully, with integrity. That's the place where she is. And she was a virgin. So this little girl, this little teenager, a poor peasant, is suddenly faced with this huge message that this angel brings. So angel Gabriel comes to her and tells her, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You have to call him Jesus. Jesus is, in the the Hebrew, is another name for Joshua, which means God saves. The angel goes on to say, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. In other words, he is the son of God. Can you imagine? Just put yourself in Mary's place. Here is this angel who appears and is giving this message. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. In other words, this baby that is going to be born to this peasant girl is going to be a king. A mighty king. And not only that, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. It's beginning to dawn on Mary. Hey, this angel is talking about the Messiah who is to come. And who's going to bear the Messiah? Me? That's how impossible the impossible message was. In human mind, it is overwhelming. Here is a peasant girl, a teenager, and she's not even educated. She's already engaged and committed to someone else, Joseph. And the angel comes with this message. And when she's absolutely processing it and ask this question, how can this happen? I'm I'm a virgin. The angel goes on to say, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Just saying, giving this message to Mary was hard enough. But here, she's a virgin and God is giving her this message that in a supernatural way, he has a bigger plan for her where though she's a virgin, she will conceive and give birth to a son. The Holy Spirit, the power of God will enable it. Put yourself in God's plan, in God's hand for each one of us as God's people. When we look at ourselves, many of us we say, Ami K. I'm a nobody, I'm a simpleton, I I just come to church, Aribaba, don't ask me to pray, Aribaba, don't put me in the front, don't let me do this, don't let me do that. We have so many explanations, right? Mary is right here. A peasant girl with all her shortcomings, with all of her weaknesses, right there. God comes and throws open a massive plan beyond her imagination. The impossible plan. Do you know something? That kind of a plan which God kept for Mary, which was overwhelming, phenomenal, God has a plan like that for each one of us. Do you believe? In your mind, you may be no, I don't think so. Most of us, Bhalo Chakri, If I can visit and go around for holidays. That's our little plan, and we want God to bless this plan, bless this plan. Mary also had a little plan. She was engaged to Joseph. They're just going to start their life. And suddenly, God throws open heaven's floodgates for Mary. Just imagine what would be going in her mind. Oh my God, I'm engaged to a man. What happens if I suddenly am found to have a child? How will I answer people? It's a small village. You know how in a small community, how news flies like wildfire. What will happen to my reputation? What will happen to my family? How, what will I answer Joseph? Who will believe my word that this is what the angel has told me? How am I going to face the future? This is the background. And yet, right there and then, the angel so beautifully tells her, For nothing is impossible with God. I love that sentence. Nothing is impossible with God. Seated right here, you might be thinking, You don't understand my life, you don't know my background. You don't know my education. You don't know the challenges I faced in life or I am facing in life. You don't realize where I come from. Your creator this morning has a word for you. Your creator this morning has a plan bigger than your plan or anything you have ever imagined. Little Mary Never thought. This little teenager never dreamt in the wildest dream that Angel Gabriel would appear to her and give her this message. And yet, look at her sentence. In verse 38, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She took that step of faith. And chose to believe the impossible. That's Mary. The question to us this morning is, how many of us are willing to take that step and believe God with his phenomenal, impossible plan for each one of us? There are a couple of teenagers sitting over there right on top. Never look down on your age. No matter how young you may be, your creator says, I know the plans I have for you. Your creator has a plan for you that is beyond your imagination. No matter what your family background, no matter what messes may be in your life, no matter what the situation may be, No matter what the future may look, no matter how dull or blank or small or tiny the future may look, your Creator has a plan for you. Mary took that step of faith and chose to believe the impossible. And that's where she said, I am the Lord's servant. Remember, she's not a priest, she's not in the temple. A little teenager in a village Look at her attitude and her heart She says I am the Lord's servant May your word to me be fulfilled Seated right here Can you say that in your heart I am the Lord's servant May your word to me Your plan to me be fulfilled Can you say that? Can you take that authority? Can you take that step of faith and say that? Something will happen. You don't worry how it's going to happen. Mary did not worry about that. She just said a simple step of faith. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Period. And then she began to watch God unfold his powerful plan In her life as she continued to walk in obedience with God. The question to us to remember is. If you and I are to believe the impossible. You know what the impossible for us right now is? God's big mighty plan for us. One of the saddest things for us. For me, ministering to people is where I see people have settled for the second best or third best in life. I've been in ministry not very long, but this few years that I've been in ministry, it breaks my heart. When I see people settling for the rut of life, they're caught into it. Nobody is willing to step, take that step of faith and move the way God wants them to move. They're stuck. Somehow they are so scared to step out of the mold of the world. They like the rat race. That same song they keep singing. Both problem. You won't understand. I can't do anything. Too much is happening in life, too much is happening in life. I can't move forward, I can't do, I'm trapped. And in that rut, we keep moving. Here is a peasant girl, not even educated, who has already, her family may have planned and prepared her marriage for her, settled everything for her. She is supposed to step into that road and walk that road. Get caught in the rut of the world. But this precious young lady chooses to believe the impossible. And you know what believing the impossible calls for? The first thing to remember, if you and I want to step out of faith, in faith and receive what God has for our, us, to live the supernatural life, regardless of your age, In fact, in this very passage, there are two people that believe the impossible. One is Mary, and the other one is Elizabeth, her cousin, who's an elderly person, past childbearing age, who was called to be barren. People called her barren. She could never have children. Here, She's expecting her child in a sixth month. Mary, a teenager not who has not begun life as such, believes the impossible. So can you see the lo- wide spectrum? Whether we are young teenagers, child, or whether we are senior citizens, where most people say, What is it? baba retired. hoga. Most retired people tend to fall into that group. You ask them anything, they will give you that answer. We are the neglected in society. Nobody looks at us, nobody cares about us. Our God never leaves anyone out. Isn't that beautiful? If you and I are ready to receive what he has for us, the world will be different. Mary chose to march to heaven's drumbeat because she knew who her God was. We find that in the song that she sings. In Luke chapter 1 verses 46 to 55 Mary sings a beautiful song to God after the after the angel gives this promise or prophesies over her when she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth she sings out the song and this is what it says Oh how my soul praises the Lord how my spirit rejoices in God my savior For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. Look at a sentence. She recognizes who God is. God is holy. And he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. She's got her theology in place. She recognizes that this mighty great God who is holy, he shows mercy from generation to generation. To whom? To all who fear him. Everyone who reveres God and honors God and gives him the first place in their life and does what he says, you will see his mighty plan, his blessing, his mercy showered on them. She's not that Dede Baba uh, lifestyle. Most of us think we'll come to church, we'll pray, we'll ask four pastors to pray for us and that miracle will take place. Mary is of a different cup. She realizes that if she has to receive what God has for her, she has to acknowledge and recognize that God is holy. That he is a merciful and gracious God who gives and blesses his people from generation to generation provided that we Give him that honor and reverence. That those who walk in fear of the Lord, doing what is right in his eyes, can be sure that his hand of blessing is upon them. Because God will never let go of his people. Her song continues. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. That everything good that has happened in her life, in her country, is because of God. God is the one who is in complete control of the political situation. Even though Israel was going through a tough situation at that time, she was able to say, God is in complete control. He's the one who provides. It's not my bank balance or my job that provides for me. It is my God who provides for me. It's not my increment and it's not that I'm a self-made person. It's not that my hard work or my certificate or my experience that makes the difference. It is he who makes that difference. And Mary saw that, recognized that and expressed that through her praise and worship. You and I, when you and I learn that, you and I will be able to grasp this beautiful purpose and plan God has for us. And she recognizes the promise God has given to her forefathers. How many of us recognize that the promise God gives us is always yes and amen? How many of us are able to take that in our hands and believe God? So many times, God has promised us, but because we go through tough times in life, we begin questioning God. Here, Mary standing on the threshold where life is not going to be easy for her. Even before marriage, to have a child is not an easy life. It might be a stigma for the rest of her life that she will have to carry. The Bible doesn't record all that pain and struggling she went through, struggle she went through. But here is a lady, a little young girl, who's willing to stand firm and strong because she knows her God. Even though she was not educated, in those days, they would listen to God's word, the Torah being read out in all of the functions in the temple. And she grasped it, she memorized it, she kept it in her heart. She did not let anything shake her. Today you and I have God's written word in our hands. For most of us it is always on our table or in a drawer or in our shelf and we barely take it out. We are not familiar with who God is. And so that is why we are not able to believe the plan he has for us. We struggle to receive it. We question it. We think our plans are better than God's plan. I've learned one secret in life. I realized that the least that God has for me is the best, very best, than anything I can ever plan for myself. As a teenager, I realized that. And so I began to pray and tell Jesus, Lord, the best plan, the biggest plan I can have is the worst plan for my life. Even an iota of your great big plan for me will be the best plan for my life. So I have been praying and saying, Jesus, I am a nobody. In the eyes of the world, I'm a nobody. I grew up in this church. Till I became a pastor and landed up on stage, people didn't know I existed. True, I'm not joking. When people saw me on, church, on the stage, they were just look at me. Hurry, isn't she someone who sits somewhere in one corner? But deep down in my heart there was this one cry, Lord if my life is worth living it is to live for you. I want your big plan in my life. I don't know how I'll do it. I don't know how I'm going to accomplish it. I don't know anything. But I know one thing. I want your plan and nothing but your plan. Not my plan from any angle. Because my plan will be a disaster plan. Yes. Yes. Because that's how great we are. We are good at, how do you say? about uh, messing up our own plan. We are good at wrecking our own plans. We think we are very smart, but usually we prove otherwise. It is he who makes it possible in our lives. And most of us can say that. Before knowing Jesus, where our life was, after knowing Jesus, how he has turned it around. But knowing Jesus is one thing. Surrendering your life to Jesus is one thing. But the next big leap of faith is to receive his impossible plan in our lives. No matter what your age, no matter what your circumstances is. Some of us started with his plan. But somewhere along the road, we have diverted We have settled for the second best. I strongly feel in my heart this morning that God wants us to realign our life afresh. Mary was able to believe the impossible because believing the impossible calls for knowing your God. Secondly, it calls for Putting total faith in your God. Not being cynical, not being critical, but putting total faith in God. What is faith? Faith is a belief system. What do you believe in? One definition says this. Faith is a belief system. Trust is action. Faith is believing that God is who God says he is and that what God can do, only God can do. But trust takes things a step further. It is making a willful choice To trust that God will do what he promises. Mary did two things. Not only did she know who her God was and she trusted him. She put total faith in God and complete trust in God. It goes hand in hand. If we have to have faith, faith has to be built on the character of God. And when you and I are rooted in that, then our trust, we are able to apply it practically in our life. Henry M. Morris, in his article, Faith vs. Trust, defines it like this. Faith is a noun. It is something you have or possess. A substance or evidence of things hoped, both hoped for and not seen. Hebrews 11.1 Faith in God is the confident belief that he is the sovereign creator of all things and that he can and will do what he claims. Trust on the other hand is a verb. It is something you do or act upon. Faith always comes first. But trust is never guaranteed it is a willful choice a deliberate action and can only grow out of your faith and he goes on to give an example of a story of Charles balden and Henry Colcord Balden was the most was a foremost tightrope walker of his time. He gained worldwide fame in 1859 as the first person to cross Niagara Falls. Colcord was his friend and manager. And so what they would do is they they had a cable tied across Niagara Falls. On one side, on the American side, it was tied to a rock oak tree and it was Carried ferried across the Niagara River and secured to a Canadian rock, Canadian rock. so on that side is tied to the rock, on this side to an oak tree, and they had cables in between as far as possible to keep the rope straight. But there was about uh, a fifth, uh, 20 foot uh, sorry a 50 feet unreachable stretch that covered the waterfall, which they could not tie or secure that rope, so it would sway. In the wind. And here this uh, tightrope walker, Baldwin, on in June, 30th June 1859, he began his slow walk across the rope. Crowds of people had gathered to see this feat. He crossed the center portion. And once he crossed the center portion, He ran across the rope to reach Canada border. And he rested for some time. And then he took a box camera on his shoulder. You know the olden days box camera with the cloth and everything they would do? it. He carried that whole thing on his back. And he started the walk back. People were shocked. Finally, he came to the middle of the uh, ropeway, which was swaying. And he actually took that box off his shoulder. He set the camera on the rope. I don't know how he did it. And he clicked a picture of the spectators. Again, repacked the box, carried it on his shoulder, and walked across the rope. So over the next couple of weeks or so, he walked backward, he walked blindfolded, he backflipped, he pushed a wheel, wheelbarrow, he even cooked an omelet on the rope. So people were like, "Wow, this is awesome and beautiful." But then one day he walked across the rope, went to Canada part, and when on his return, people were shocked to find his manager Harry called, clinging onto his back. He took his manager on his back and he started walking on the rope. Everybody was shocked. They had great faith in the rope walker. Okay, he's excellent, he's good. But when the manager is on his back, they were stunned. He crossed, he came back. It was a successful trip. But later on, this is what was heard. Baldwin told his manager, Look up, Harry. You are no longer Colcord. God. You are Blondin. Until this place, until I clear this place, be a part of me, mind, body and soul. If I sway, sway with me. Do not attempt to do any balancing yourself. What a message. Do what I tell you to do. Do not try to do any balancing yourself. That is trust. Most of us, we say we have faith in God. But we have a hundred small plans, next plans next to us. Every step we take and we want God to do some magic and every, immediately to happen. And when it doesn't happen, you know what we do? We start applying our small plans. We do the balancing act in life. And then we wonder, why isn't our life coming to terms? If you and I are to believe in the impossible that God has for us, you and I need to know our God We need to have total faith in him and complete trust in him. We need to go according to what he tells us to do. Even when it doesn't make sense. Just like Mary. She was able to trust God with all her heart. What a beautiful sentence. I am the Lord's servant. May what you said to me become fulfilled. Do, let it happen. I'm ready to obey you. Even when it doesn't make sense. Even if I'm humiliated. Even if people talk behind my back. Even if, if it feels as if I have to go through a lot of hardship. It's okay. But what I want is your beautiful precious plan for my life at any cost. I will bear the price, I will bear that cost, Lord, because you created me and what you have for me is the best. Can you and I say that? Are you are you willing to at this junction of your life? Maybe your life is very complicated. Maybe there are too many strings attached and you don't know how to come out of it or how to deal with it. Don't worry. Our creator our mighty savior is more than able to work through the complexities of your life. Isn't that beautiful? He can work through you, your complexities. He worked through mine. So much was happening. So much was happening. Even till today so much is happening. And yet, because I have put my complete trust in him, I'm able to rise up each morning with hope bubbling in my heart. This Christmas season, even as we celebrate Christmas, let us ask ourselves this question. Jesus came to set the sinners free, to set us free from our man-made plans And dreams and desires. Jesus came to once again help us rise up again and to live life His way. That's what it means to surrender your life to Jesus. Even as we bring the service to a close and the musicians come at this moment, are you ready to take God at His word? Are you ready to tell God, Lord, like Mary, I want to believe the impossible? I want to believe that impossible plan you have for me. That phenomenal plan that is beyond even my lifespan. I am still overwhelmed every time I think and reflect back. Pastor Buntain, Auntie Buntain left Canada in total faith and complete trust came to a country which is not even in their radar poured out their life obeying one day at a time trusting Jesus sowed every seed that he asked them to today they are not here They are no more with us, they are with Jesus. But can you see God's impossible plan? Pastor Bandeen was a radio jockey in Canada. But he chose to give away a man-made plan and catch God's impossible plan. And today we have such a big mission still moving forward. Each one of us right here is because of what that precious couple started so many years back. This sanctuary, this church, the schools, the hospital, the nursing school, the vocational center, the churches all across. An impossible plan. Two common people who chose to believe God. And today, they are still reaping the harvest of their hard labor. Still reaping. What if each one of us right here would just catch that vision and say, God, I want that impossible plan. Like Mary, if we can say, I am the Lord's servant, a heart of humility, a heart of total surrender, a heart that looked beyond her circumstances and said, Lord, I'm ready. Do it your way. Don't become helpers for God. Most of us are very great helpers for God. We want to help God fulfill the plan yeah we pray and say God shows us something the next step we are running full full speed to fulfill it and then we wonder what happened but God showed me God told me this happened why is not why is it didn't happen that way Jesus has taught me one thing Cynthia when I show you something I just need your consent you just have to say I'm your servant lord let your will be done Nothing is impossible with God. He will unfold it as you walk in obedience. That's all. One day at a time. Don't feel scared. Some of us are petrified. Because if I say, yes, Lord, means tomorrow I have to resign my job, throw my family, do everything, and then go and join Bible college. No, you don't need to do any such thing. Listen. And obey. And see him unfold it. Your life will never be the same. Starting today, 2023, the 17th of December can be your life-changing moment right at this moment. If only you are ready.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from AG Kolkata. We hope you would stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by using at AGC Kolkata. We would love to know how this message has touched your life. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at, stories at agkolkata.org. Hope you have a great week ahead.